0: With you on the go, this
1: is the Kissin' Country Chris, Jack, and Matt podcast.
0: Well, 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 well. The podcast after the broadcast. I uh, we've worked a couple of weeks now with Crystal, and we've really enjoyed our time with her. She seems to be a little bit extra on edge today. I don't know what happened over the weekend that makes her on edge. Was it the Star Wars movie that makes you just feel like you're a little bit more like just
2: fe- oh still you're I'm feisty? Like-
0: you're feisty. Yeah. Why are you feisty? Uh,
2: yeah that. I didn't realize I was, but that would do it.
0: Yeah. Did you know she's a little feistier than normal, Matt?
2: No, I think she's the same
0: old crystal. Yeah, I mean, again. She was a little upset this morning because of the train.
2: Yes, I was stuck behind a train. It's it's always, there's always a train when you're running. Well, I wasn't running late, but. There's something about the It's what the happens if the train pulls across the road and stops, and there's just, if you could just get one more car off the road, then we could all go by, and then it starts going back the other way.
0: Yes, when it backs up, right? That's, That's the what, worst. What
2: are they doing?
0: It's called train rage. It's something. I had train rage. Uh, my buddy was stuck behind a train
3: during a rush hour. You call CP, they'll legit do something about it. Really? Yeah. You say when, where, and the location. this They're just waiting for people to complain. So if you have a problem with it, because there's some really bad intersections. I know the one on 75th Yeah. and then on 50th, the same train
0: yeah. can be really bad. Do you know what it costs if a train doesn't run? Like if for whatever reason, if it can't run for an hour, it's a million dollars.
2: Well, I couldn't run for five minutes and I was...
0: That's a million dollars right there. Stressed out. <laughs> You're
1: listening to the and Country Chris, Jack, and Matt podcast.
2: Good morning. I'm Crystal Darsh. A mix of sun and cloud today with a high of minus five. Tonight down to minus 15 with flurries. More flurries tomorrow and a high of minus 11. Right now it's minus four. Big winners last night at the Golden Globes were in the Motion Picture category 1917 for Best Film which actually opens this weekend. Best Actress Renee Zellweger for Judy. Best Actor Joaquin Phoenix for Joker. For TV dramas Best Actress Olivia Colman for The Crown. Best Actor Brian Cox for Succession. In I I have not seen this, but you love it.
0: Succession's amazing. What it's about you know what. Ironically, we're, we're, well, we're, no, we're talking about <laughs> succession in a company, and uh, basically the dad's the rich dad, and he's got all these kids that are all messed up, and it's kind of like this winning the seventy million bucks and why it would actually be oh. bad for you because. Uh, but I can't can't recommend if you're looking for something to binge watch or watch. Succession is the show
2: to watch. Oh, it really add that is to amazing. my massive list. Do it. I like Brian Cox. Mm -hmm. The speeches did get a little bit political with Ricky Gervais as host, obviously, but a lot of people talked about Australia. Keith Urban and Nicole Kidman are giving $500,000 to the cause, and so is Pink.
0: What was one of that great lines from Ricky Gervais when he talked about uh, Leo DiCaprio? What was that that line, basically, that the movie is so long that by the time oh, Leo yeah. Leo took his date to the movie to watch it, um, she, she was she was too old for him by the time the movie was over. Yeah, but
2: then he segued into a <laughs> Prince Andrew joke.
0: Oh, no. It was...
2: <laughs> Some stuff got bleeped. I mean, it's better.
0: Ricky
3: Gervais. Yeah. The, the, yeah. All the cats' jokes are my favorite. <laughs>
2: yeah. Well, everyone's drinking, and that's why I love watching that show. Yeah. Uh-huh. Cannabis edibles will be available soon. If you've never used them before, you should know they can take hours to kick in, so start slow. And if you take more because you think it's not working, any more than the (laughs) recommended dose of 10 milligrams of THC, you could end up in the ER with anxiety or a panic attack. This is the thing. Or the munchies. (laughs)
3: Let me tell you. Start with 5 milligrams, and that's all you do. Lock the rest of it away. Because you have a tendency to eat more because you're not feeling the effects. Next thing you know... You can't even move. You're so stoned. All <laughs> right.
2: And you start freaking out that you didn't set your alarm because you have to get up at three, and that was a whole other story. But
3: got it. We're talking directly to Chris because we yeah. know how bad he wants to try. Thanks it. for oh. the thanks for the update. <laughs> we'll talk.
2: All right. The Oilers won on Saturday in Boston, four to one. They're in Toronto at five o'clock our time today, and of course at the World Juniors, Canada came back from three to one to win over Russia, four to three, Beauty. to win gold. Beauty. Beauty, eh? Yeah. Coming up at six uh, moments away, the too early for a question question for a diamond from King's Fine Jewelry. And at 7.30 this morning, we've got Brett Young tickets. I'm Crystal Darsh. That's what's...
1: You're listening to the Kissing
0: Country Chris, Jack, and Matt podcast. The too early for a question question. Limited edition diamond from King's Fine Jewelry up for grabs. According to the question this morning, 31 is the average age for people to stop doing this. The answer, yes, Bob, is having and celebrating birthdays with a party. Do you still celebrate? Uh, no. No? But... I'm going to be 65 this year. Okay. <laughs> what about you, Matt? Yeah, I have
3: birthday parties. Yeah, yeah. My wife's a big birthday person. I I don't care. Yeah. But, you know, it's an excuse
0: to get my friends together. I'll do it. Yeah. Yeah. There you go. What about you, Crystal? Do you have birthday parties? Nope. 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 <laughs> I'm at that point now where if I just don't want to acknowledge it, right? Just so if you don't have a party, I usually actually leave the country for my birthday. <laughs> so it doesn't add to the, the number. Cong- out of touch with the common man. Congratulations. <laughs> uh, Bob is out of touch with the common man because he just won a limited edition diamond from King's Fine Jewelry. When's your birthday? It's August 24th. All right. Well, there you go. You got your diamond now. Congratulations. Right. You're listening to the Kiss in Country Chris, Jack, and Matt podcast. Ah, uh, Matt, you blew out some very exciting information just a few minutes ago while we we're listening to John Party, and the fact is that
3: there was a hunter who posted a video on YouTube on January first. Mm-hmm. It was alleged a Bigfoot sighting out in Banff,
0: mm-hmm. so he's
3: hunting out mm-hmm. in Banff, mm-hmm. and he saw this carcass hanging from a tree. It was a pretty big carcass, probably an elk or a large deer. Yes. Now, in the video, you can kind of see, almost see this shadowy figure in the distance mm. a bipedal creature standing allegedly and he claims that's bigfoot
2: i'm just going to point out that j- this month is january where women don't shave
3: ah <laughs> uh, okay sorry right. big woman <laughs> it could be a female bigfoot yeah could be your aunt the mustache <laughs> who knows i i watched the video and the, yeah. First off, I'm a man of science.
0: Yes, I I'll know.
3: believe in a Bigfoot when they show me a Bigfoot. Yeah. this I haven't seen Bigfoot yet.
0: Yeah. Videos
3: yeah. don't make Bigfoot.
0: Yeah, Crystal, you're from BC. I mean, you're,
3: you're Bigfoot territory yeah, over
0: there. Yeah. Did you ever see a Bigfoot? Nope. No?
2: <laughs> do you ever do the
3: gross grind and be like, there's a yeah. Bigfoot there?
2: <laughs> I was too busy not dying doing the gross grind. I would have noticed anything.
0: What's the gross grind?
2: It's a big. Na- Mother Nature's Stairmaster.
0: Oh, okay. It's a big hike. It's a big right. hike. All right. Yeah. I don't we remember Aaron, who called us uh, a number of years for a number of years, but it hasn't been, it's been quite a long time. We hope that Aaron's doing okay. But anyway, he claimed, and he was even on Dragon's Den. He was a Bigfoot it. hunter. He was yeah. a self proclaimed Bigfoot hunter. But he claimed that <laughs> Bigfoot loved McDonald's
3: pancakes. <laughs> he Do said, you remember that? Aaron would go and he'd say, I would leave out McDonald's pancakes. <laughs> I come back an hour later, and they'd be gone. Well, no kidding, Aaron. You left pancakes (laughs) on the middle of a field. Of course some creatures are going to take it. Or Matt, maybe. If I see you dropping (laughs) Sausage McMuffins in the woods, (laughs) I may sneak by and grab one. It's not Bigfoot.
0: I don't know. I don't know. I've never, and again, whatever, I've I've been in the bush. I I do some running. I'm, I'm more worried about a cougar sneaking up and taking me up from Honestly. behind. Yeah, but never Bigfoot.
2: Is but, this guy trying to launch a YouTube channel or is he writing a book?
3: Uh, I mean, he obviously has posted before because I'm looking at it right now. He's got over a, th- 3,000 <laughs> subscribers, which is not bad for, a, you know, some guy. This video is over 200,000 views, so okay. it's been seen by few eyes. All right. Well, Bigfoot, do you believe? Are you a believer? Hmm. I remember nah. that year where we had Aaron on talking about his trip to Dragon's Den. Yeah. That there was a counter cryptozoologist yeah. said he disturbs these creatures. They're peaceful beings. <laughs> oh, <laughs> yes. I know too in this area that he's pushed out of their natural habitat. <laughs> all- <laughs> the
1: the crazies come out of the woods sometimes. There's always a, it's literally out of the woods. <laughs> You're listening to the Kiss and Country Chris, Jack, and Matt podcast.
0: So Brad Paisley does this thing where uh, he puts his cell phone out to the world so they can all text him and then he picks one random person. Was that the deal, right? And Yeah, here's my
2: number, my real number.
0: Yeah, but I mean, anyway. Probably a burner. Yeah, but but but
2: people could literally talk to him or text him.
0: There's only one person we know more famous than Brad Paisley and that would be Brian Hall, the legend (laughs) from 630 (laughs) Chad. Uh, Brian, thank you for joining us. We're going to play a little game with listeners called Who's the Coolest Person You Have in Your Cell Phone oh. C- Contacts? Oh. And, uh, Brian, you've got your cell phone with you. Who is the coolest person you have in your cell phone contacts?
3: Actually, now, is this the
1: coolest? Does this mean the coolest? The coolest? I don't know. I've got Don Cherry's number and a few others. So, yeah. Who
3: else you got on there?
2: Um... Drop some names. Come on. My banker? Yeah. How about that? <laughs> okay. Uh, there's that a name our- I'm hoping that you'll say. Is he hey, Wayne Gretzky's God. number? That's the one. Oh, what, why Why would you say that about Gretz? I can get a hold of Gretz anytime. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, You're killing me. What are you talking about? How about Kevin Lowe? I mean, yeah. Kevin Lowe will put you in touch with
1: anybody you want. True. Yeah. You know? yeah,
0: yeah. So how about that? Okay, that's I cool. don't know.
1: I don't ever use my phone for anything like that.
0: You want to see the coolest number, uh, the coolest person's uh, number I've got? I've got quite a few. Let's see it. All right, right there. (laughs) Brian Hall. (laughs) (laughs) It starts with a seven and ends with a six, and there's a bunch of digits in between.
1: (laughs) (laughs) You're listening to the Kiss in Country Chris,
0: Jack, and Matt podcast. I've seen a lot of artists do this. I think they use burner phones to do it, but it's kind of a neat thing. It makes you feel like you're kind of connected to them, right?
2: I, know, I never thought, I thought, why would you give out your real number? It didn't occur to me.
0: Yeah, yeah, uh, that's all right. So we're asking what's the, the coolest, uh, most famous person you have in your cell phone. Uh, we just got a text at 103939, Gizmo Williams, number two for the Eskimos, uh, the backflip man. Uh, Gizmo, that would be pretty cool. He trains people. Yes, he does. So I think that's probably an easy way to get his number. Yeah, probably. Let him become your trainer. What about you, Crystal? You said you had Swiss chalet in yours? (laughs) Two Swiss chalets. (laughs) I used to have Aaron
2: Perchette, but I deleted it.
0: All right. Oh, nice. Oh, you're just saying that he deleted your number? I did. (sighs) 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 What about you, Matt? Chris Sheets, obviously. I was going to say
3: that. I was like, how close am I? (laughs) You know they do the six degrees of separation to the president? Yeah. I'm literally... One degree away, because right. Chris has met, talked to somebody who's met the president. you uh, talked to a president, or or <laughs> Brett Kissel. Yeah. I almost had Dirk Spantley's. Almost, you tried we to did sneak the, it when we did the uh, hockey game. Yes. it was like six years ago, yeah, outdoors when Dirks came and it was super cold. Yeah. After he talked to Greg Reynolds, or Afternoon Drive guy, yeah, he's like, okay, I'll just give you my number and then text me. And then Greg's like, I don't know if I could pick him up. He's like, I'll give you Dirks's number, but then. He got a hold of Dirk's,
1: uh, and then he picked up Dirk's.
3: Okay. So Greg Reynolds does have Dirk Spentley's cell phone number.
0: Okay. I kind of need that number to do a podcast with him. Maybe I, I'm going
3: to have to ask Greg. That's a probably a bad thing to have. <laughs> All right.
0: Uh, it's funny because Matt Benning, who plays for the Oilers, I, I've got his number in my phone. But the, 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 the difficulty with Matt's number is it's right beside my other Matt's number. So I have accidentally texted Matt... Benning from the Edmonton Oilers when I've meant to text you, Matt. Actually. Really? Yes. What have you said? Well, Probably all, because like, you swear at me sometimes. Yeah, it's like, hey, just- answer your phone, Matt. You know, <laughs> <laughs> So, anyway, what about you? Do you have anybody cool in your phone? Christy just said ours, uh, our number is the coolest one she's got, so there you go. Thank you for that. Uh, is there anybody else that's got somebody cool? We'd love to hear from you this morning. Ironically, on your phone, text us at 103 You're listening to the Kissing Country Chris, Jack, and Matt podcast. How much money have you ever left at one well, single tip? Like, what's the biggest tip you've ever left? There's a 2020 challenge going on with all of the rich celebrities uh, that are They're basically saying just randomly give $2,000 to ser- a server or somebody in your life. 2020 like, challenge, you give yeah. $2,000 and 20 bucks. What yeah. a
2: rich person started this one. Yeah. Well, hey, I think you I got probably, the money. I probably given like a 25% tip maybe yeah. is the biggest. On a yeah.
0: $10 meal. I bet you Matt has accidentally left a big tip. Nope. No, I'm tight. Yeah, tight with that old visa. I know you're tight, but I mean, I'm thinking like when you've had too much whatever. um. No, I. I don't think I'm a bad
3: tipper. I don't think I'm a great tipper. Right. I'm, I'm lost in the, the middling tippers. You're a
0: realistic tipper, Yeah. right? And yeah. I
3: ne- I don't think I've ever tipped a crazy amount.
0: Yeah, we've talked about this before. I don't know. There's only been one time in my life where I never left a tip, and it was at a restaurant that was just, it was beyond terrible service. And in fact, that restaurant's no longer even in business because I'm sure their service was just that bad. But that's one and the only time. And, uh, but to, yeah, Two thousand and twenty dollars. If you got the money, if you're not going to miss it, what a difference that's going to make in somebody's life, right? I mean, seriously, tax free doesn't
2: bounce. Tax free. What if I
3: wanted to do give it to just one person? Because a lot of these places don't they have group tipping where it gets pooled? Sure. I got to pay out the, the bar staff and the kitchen staff?
0: Well, I wonder if you... I mean, I guess if... if, 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 if Do these rich people leave it? They must just use their cards, I'm sure. They don't. They don't use cards. You just cash. walk around with two Gs. So, and so if it. they use their cards, then everybody else could track that they got it. But if, if if you were like somebody that got a giant tip, what's the biggest tip you ever got if you worked in the uh, service industry? We'd love to hear from you at 780-421-1039. I'm assuming it wasn't for Matt. It might be from Crystal. 25% is not bad. See,
2: that's why if you win the Lotto Max, you get the experts and they'll tell you. Yes! Or they'll go back to the restaurant. Make sure that the person you wanted to get the tip got If you
0: tip. win 70 million bucks, you better leave a giant tip every time. That's all I'm saying. Well, we got a text here. I was a server at Esmeralda's and
3: I got a $100 tip on an $87 bill. Ooh. That's pretty good. Yeah, yeah. Did they mean to give you 10? Oh, I like this. I once left a $100%, $100% tip. Yeah. It was intentional because the guy was so hot. There you go. <laughs> It wasn't me. I've never worked in the service industry.
0: <laughs> what about you? Tell us your tip story. 780-421-1039. Here's Thomas Rhett and get me some of that. A big tip on Kissin' Country 103.9. You're listening to the Kissing Country, Chris, Jack, and Matt podcast. Uh, Greg Reynolds had a funny uh, tweet last night, basically said, my wife and I are watching the Golden Globes and she keeps saying, we should watch that show, we should watch that show. And uh, we never will watch any of those shows. But it's funny because <laughs> you get serious FOMO when you watch that because you're like, oh my gosh, am I missing something really good?
2: I got FOMO when 1917 won and it hasn't even opened yet.
0: I want to, they're doing a great job of, uh, because they, they make me want to see that because they, you know, it looked like it was released and every time I check, not in your theaters yet, not in your theaters yet, they make us hungry for that movie. And it sounds like it's a good one. So we saw the trailer at Star Wars on the weekend. So yeah, yeah.
2: Uh, oh, speech speeches last night did get a little bit political, but mostly people were talking about Australia and the bushfires. Keith Urban and Nicole Kidman are giving $500,000, and Pink is also giving half a million dollars.
0: I don't think any of us can really... Understand or wrap our brains around what's going on there for sure. Uh, Matt, your favorite was when the firefighters were giving it to the prime minister, huh?
3: Yeah, he's kind (laughs) of a. He literally went on vacation when one of the biggest crises in in Australian history is happening. Right. He went to Hawaii, so that the firefighters just swearing at him, screaming at him, (laughs) and he'd go to shake somebody's hand, and they wouldn't want to shake his hand. So he literally grabs their arm (laughs) and like brings it to his hand and starts shaking it.
0: Uh, Right.
2: Awkward. Mm -hmm. Cannabis edibles will be available soon. If you've never used them before, they can take hours to kick in. So start slow. This is from a doctor who works in the ER. The the recommended dose is no more than 10 milligrams of THC. And if you take more than that, because you wait and you think it hasn't kicked in, you could end up in the ER with a panic attack. So go slow.
0: I've never done edibles before, but I've done the same thing with Oreo cookies. And you know, you just think that you're you're, you're a man, you just keep having them and all of a sudden... You're feeling great. Yeah. And all of a sudden it kicks in. You're like, oh, I had one too many Oreo cookies. How do you Oreo get the cookies? munchies
2: if you're high on <laughs> Oreo, food? Okay. <laughs> it's his insulin uh-huh. The Oilers won in Boston on Saturday, 4-1. to They're in Toronto at 5 o'clock today. And, of course, Canada won gold at the World Juniors. Very exciting. Oh. Came back from 3-1 to to win 4-3 to over Russia.
0: I watched it with my dog, uh, just the two of us, and uh, she got really scared because I was making lots of noise. And so then I finally Karen was upstairs. I said, Karen, please come down and watch this with me. I need to share this experience with a human being. And it was good.
2: Our dogs would get upset. We'd start screaming and they'd be, oh, and after a while they got used to it. So yeah.
0: uh, We'd yell. Uh-huh.
2: We've got Brett Young tickets at 7.30 this morning. I'm Crystal Darsh. That's what's trending.
0: You're listening to the Kissing Country Chris, Jack, and Matt podcast. Um, okay, crazy story. We've wanted to talk about this for a little while and today's the day to finally talk about it. Uh, Matt, go ahead. So last week this came out that
3: this fella, Mark, decided he was going to get rid of his arm. Okay. <laughs> there's, there's, a more to it. Story, there's a little bit more to it. When he was 17 fun. years old, he borrowed his brother's motorbike. He ended up wiping out on the bike, and right. he damaged his uh, right arm so badly right. that it was basically unusable. But he, carry, he, used, he he had the arm attached to his body right. for the past couple of decades. And then uh, last year, early, late last year, he decided, I'm going to get rid of the arm. It's just bothering me. I think my life will be better without it. It's just getting in the way. But his whole wrinkle to the thing was, I want to keep my arm. All right. He
0: so, just doesn't want to attach to his body.
3: So he went to the U of A, said, I want to get rid of my arm. They said, no problem. They sent him a form so he could keep his arm. Hmm. And then he went into the operating room and he said, hey, I want to keep my arm. And everybody in there said, don't worry. We know. So they had, <laughs> they had heard about Arm Boy before. Oh, okay. No. So a few weeks later, after the amputation, Marks decides, I, he gets a call from the U of A. Hmm. And they say, come grab your arm. He literally took the arm arm out of the (laughs) university in a garbage bag. Yeah. And they said he threw it in his freezer for a couple of weeks. And then the hunt was on to find a taxidermist who will put the arm down to the skeleton. Right. So he said he called a few different places. And everybody said no right away. And then he got a hold of uh, Legend's Taxidermy in Drayton Valley, and they agreed to do the job. Nice. So, and then he dropped it off, and just before Christmas, he got it back. Okay. So he took his arm, he's waving around at Christmas dinner. Some of his family <laughs> were very interested. He said others wanted no part of it. Yes. So there's a picture, and he's literally got his arm. Okay. He's and he's just but, waving it around. Okay,
0: when it's down to the skeleton, so it's just yes, the bone. Yes, just his it's, bones. it's just the bone. He didn't get his arm stuffed like a taxidermy. No, I would
3: say it's it's yeah like yeah in the picture from what I gather yeah it's slightly above the elbow so there's like elbow joint you got your his hand is really big yeah that's it looks like that but you it's. (laughs) I think it's it throws you off. Okay, the whole skeleton
0: thing. So, yeah, we had we had a lot of questions about what you do with your arm, and you guys were like, "Well, what happens when he passes away? What's going to do with his arm?" I'm like, "Well, why wouldn't they just throw it in the coffin if he's going to have a coffin with him? I mean, it makes sense. Just to keep, you know, because he's
2: keeping it in the attic. They got to the, they will be gather reunited body again. Parts right. I wouldn't
3: want if I had an amputated arm. I would like somebody's got to keep that you pass that so? down down generation. Think, you think so? Oh yeah, for oh, sure.
0: Man, I don't know. Anyway, That's I, gross. Good for him. All right, I guess. It's I don't your know. arm. Like, yeah. So the question is, what about the body parts that you've kept? Uh, you said that your mom kept what?
2: <laughs> it's not a body part, but uh, when you're born now and they, cu- they clip your umbilical cord, they use just yes. like plastic clips, but they used to use metal ones. Yes. And she mailed them to me once years ago and said, can you guess what this is? <laughs> and it looked kind, kind of like a safety pin. It's kind of hard to explain. And I'm like, I don't know what this is. And she told me that's a clip from your umbilical cord. So I'm like, this is as old as me. Interesting, but why would you keep this, mom?
0: Hmm. It's Uh, those little keepsakes, right? I think we've got the like the umbilical cord, like the little piece of the belly button that fell off both of our kids. I think Karen's got that calamari. Yeah. Okay, I have I hair
2: from, from when I was about six, like yes. a long chunk of hair. And it, my hair color hasn't changed actually.
0: Somewhere in our house, there's an envelope with me with the blondest white curls of hair that my my mom kept for me, like when they when they made my first haircut or whatever. And it's like the whitest blonde hair. And it's curly too. I had curls in the back.
3: I got you all beat. Yeah? It's gross though. Oh, great. <laughs> <laughs> so I was watching, I don't know, Letterman back in the day. And they had this guy on. He had a uh, he had a jar for every year, and he saved his lint, his belly button lint. So I started saving my belly button lint. <laughs> Come on, yeah, I did 100. percent I still have a sizable amount. It'll it's more than your palm. Yeah, and I put it in this little box. Crystal's and, backing away from me I'm right seriously. now. Sam was totally on board.
2: Pull up your shirt. Let me see what's going on right Crystal, now. Crystal, how dare you? <laughs> Do you have any? But yes, I you you can any, save my let me belly see, button
3: because how would I just go linch. in there with lifting my shirt and no, see? No, no, let, let me see.
2: Let me see. Don't root around in there with
3: your shirt up? it's
0: it's it's start of start of the day oh dude oh my god it looks like a booger <laughs> oh. i just checked mine mine's clean oh Wait, god. what you are like have like a super belly button l- don't wipe it
2: on the desk you
0: got more lint than our our dryer does feet. what's going on i have a very cavernous belly button all right all right well the phones are ringing something tells me others have stories to tell about body parts and other things that they've kept. you're listening to the kiss and country chris jack and matt podcast uh, all right we 're talking about uh, uh, body parts and strange things like that because there 's a guy from Edmonton named Mark who basically decided to get rid of his uh arm that wasn 't working for like two decades, so he got rid of it and he got a taxidermist to take it down to the European they call it mount apparently that 's down to the bone I know my son 's got the European Why do people know this well my because it 's a, a hunting it 's a hunting thing uh, my son 's got the European <laughs> mount on one of his deer that he shot but anyway, so michelle you got a story for us
4: so
2: I went to Europe when
4: I was 12, and I was in Switzerland in wine country, so everybody has their own uh, wine cellar. And so we were visiting this very old, I would say in his 70s or 80s, cousin of my mom. And it's the only cousin on one particular side of the family, so we wanted to make sure that we saw him. So he's 70 or 80, and uh, he says, oh, I have someone that I'd like you to meet. And so we go down into his wine cellar and got all the bottles of wine and all the years and everything. It's pretty dusty. And and then there's this one place where it's just immaculate and there's a purple velvet curtain. And so he says, I want you to meet my dad. Holds back the curtain and it's got his dad's skull on a velvet purple pillow. And he said, I talk to him every day. What? It was the creepiest thing I have ever seen, and I'm never going to
2: forget it. I feel like you stumbled into an episode of the centipede movie. Oh my! Does gosh. he put it on his
3: hand and do like a ventriloquism act? <laughs> it, it
4: was so gross. That is. is that I legal? Thing to show? I don't
3: know. Wow! I, uh, don't ask me how I know, but you can keep human bits. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Good to know, Matt. <laughs> yeah. You're listening to the Kiss and Country Chris, Jack, and Matt podcast.
0: I think this is something that a lot of people can relate to. We got a black lab. Her name is Chloe. Love the dog dearly. She's doing so good. She's just kind of adjusting to her new life at well, our it's house. Been almost a year now, hasn't it? Uh, yeah, April. Yeah, it'll be a year. And uh, you know, when we first got her, she didn't really bark. She just kind of she was just kind of really adjusting. But she's really adjusted, and it's definitely her home now. There's no problem there. But we have this issue with her recently and anybody that's got a lab or understands a lab, um, they live to eat. I mean, that's literally, that's the most important thing in her life is is getting cuddles and also eating. And so the last uh, couple of weeks, anytime she's left uh, unsupervised, she usually goes looking for something. To eat. So we're and, talking garbage, countertop. Uh, yeah, yeah. you will you, come in and she's got her little dog bed. There will be the remnants of whatever she's <laughs> eaten. And I'm like, Chloe, no. And Does I'm, she
3: get the shame in her eyes when you yell at her?
0: You know what? She wags her tail. Will like, she
2: grow out of it? Is it a lab thing?
0: She's three. I don't think she's going to grow out of I it. Think I think it's an owner thing, personally, <laughs> but we'll carry on. Matt's witnessed me in that dog, so he understands. I I let her get away with murder. Like, ever since late, Lacey was very well behaved, and uh, it was because, you know, there was expectations there, and she was she was trained and stuff like that. But this one, because now I've gone through it once before, I just, like, Karen's like, why do you refuse to punish this dog? Because it's like a grand puppy, Well, she
2: did. She jumped up on me and I said no. Yeah. And she jumped up on you and you're like, "Go!" you're petting her. I'm like, (laughs) oh, so that how it, oh, okay. I'm so
0: sorry because Karen says discipline is love. But anyway, I don't think that that's the problem. I think that the point is that she's, She's she's eating things and uh, she shouldn't be, and we got to teach her not to do that kind of stuff. Obviously, and the thing is, she came from a drug sniffing world, so she's always got her nose smelling everything, and she's smelling for her stuff, right? Because so, you
3: get rewarded as a drug dog when you found that smell, right? 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 So she's like, I want to f- find that smell so I get rewarded.
0: Yeah. So instead of the cannabis, now she's all about the buns, right? So <laughs> well, she she rewards herself <laughs> by eating a whole loaf. Exactly. What is your dog eating, uh, Crystal? You had big, giant dogs.
2: I've had a number of... Hus- I've got a few stories. Uh, <laughs> my dog was a being a babysat at a professional place while we were out of town and they got loose and he ate the neighbor's prize guinea hen.
0: Um, that what's guinea- is it like a peacock? Some
2: kind of chicken that won awards. <laughs> so they would raised it from an egg and my dog ate it.
0: And there was just feathers everywhere. Yeah. yeah. i got to Google guinea hen just to see what the kind of destruction
3: was. Like a
2: peacock? I don't know. <laughs>
0: <laughs> She's checking that out. Are right, you got another story? I feel
2: like it's blue. Oh, so uh, if a dog eats anyth- bread or buns or anything with yeast in it, they have like really messy after effects. Right. And our dog had this and we could not figure out what he ate. And then one day we found stuffed down between the cushions of the couch. I'm like, what is this plastic? And I pull it out and it's an entire bag <laughs> from bread. And he had somehow gotten oh. this loaf of bread oh, yeah. and eaten it on the couch, but in the process had managed to stuff the, it's almost like he hid it, stuffed the plastic bag down between the cushions <laughs> and we could smart. not. And I'm like, pull this out and I'm like, oh, that explains it.
0: I like this text. Uh, my dog Lucy is a Roddy uh, Husky Cross, and when she was young, she ate the aerial off the cordless phone, a camera, and repeatedly chewed the handle of the barbecue flipper. In the beginning, we just went, uh, went made sure, we went, what, hang on a second. In the beginning, we just went sure, we weren't sure, obviously, what might be chewed. And uh, when we get home, now she's uh, 13 and a senior and doesn't worry about that kind of stuff. So there you go.
3: My dog, Datcha, yeah. once ate a big potato, straight out of the oven. This yeah. thing fell off the tray. Have yeah. you ever had a baked potato right out of the oven? Yeah. That's an inferno. Yeah, yeah. straight heat. She had this potato in her mouth, and she swallowed it like a duck. She was, and it was gone. And I'm like, Tachi, you okay? And she, st- I've never, she just stood there and was like, uh-oh. <laughs> oh. And then she chundered for about eight hours straight, <laughs> And like, it wouldn't matter what she had in her stomach. It started with oh, no. what, like pieces of like she she like cut the potato in half, yeah. quartered it. Yeah. That was gone, and then it just like burned her stomach so oh, bad, no.
0: and everything she ate came. All right, out. and she doesn't do that anymore. No, All she's right. fine. What, what about your story? You're listening to
1: the Kiss and Country Chris, Jack, and Matt podcast.
0: Yeah, we're playing a game called "What'd Your Dog
1: Eat." It's a
2: game. Yeah. <laughs> the game is you're supposed to bring the ball back, not eat the ball. <laughs> Angela texted. Uh, she's got a lab, ate a battery right out of her hand. Wow. Ate a three foot plastic Halloween decoration, a spider, socks. <laughs> yeah. But the worst, as if none of that is the worst, uh, left him on a, alone for like maybe 45 seconds, ate a one by one, by one hole in the drywall.
0: Oh my gosh.
2: And uh, I like this <laughs> a lab would eat a car if you put ketchup on it. <laughs> That's impressive. I'm totally not going <laughs> to get even mad.
0: It is true. There's a lot that can relate to, yeah. It's just like, wow, what do you do? Maybe we'll <laughs> try calling our friend Colleen, hey, from Diamonds in the Rough. Maybe she's got oh, some suggestions sure. on, on, on what we can do to, to make these things not to eat. Our, How
3: about this one right here? Foster dog ate a whole jar of fish oil pills. No issues other than the nickname Valdez. <laughs> <laughs> oh.
0: <laughs> the Exod. All right. I have a border collie, says uh, Black Lab Cross. She ate half our TV remote, buttons, plastic, and all says stephanie there you go that's serious we need the tv remote
2: that's a trip to the vet and an x-ray
0: <laughs> yeah what'd your dog eat joe uh well my dog ate uh box of my daughter's crayons. yes colorful dookie uh, yeah yeah <laughs> then we had uh, an entire you know those safeway chickens the roasted chicken oh yeah yeah, yeah entire carcass yeah and we figured you know cooked chicken bones that uh, you know that's it yeah right now just came out the other end like no problem. Yeah, just just like, a, what do they call those things? The when you garbage, but it's the, not the garbage. The garbage. The garburator. garburator yeah, yeah, your dog's like a garbage.
3: Somehow mouth those little tiny
0: chicken bones. <laughs> well, he, well, he doesn't chew anything. He, he swallows everything. Like he, <laughs> oh. it, I don't know. I have no idea. Yeah, it just happens, huh? And you're just waiting for the giant vet bill, aren't you? Uh,
4: yeah, yeah, you bet.
0: Or the dog to die. Right. Come on, well,
1: dog! Survive, the, at survive!
0: This, at this point, we're like, yeah, let him eat it. No. <laughs>
1: you're listening to the kiss and country Chris Jack and Matt podcast
4: hey how's it going good how are you I'm um, good thanks How here to you guys what'd your dog eat <laughs> well he was a he was a lab or no he's not he's a lab carrier and um, he um, he was a rescue dog so he he was a little dumpster dog so he would eat everything yeah and one year I bought my husband um, some of those alcoholic chocolates uh-oh. Uh-oh. and so we put it in the office i closed the door thought nothing of it um we came home uh wilson had opened the door somehow and gone and eaten every single one of them like just gone so he was totally like, i was freaking out because it's like chocolate for yes, one poison, yes. and then it's like alcohol so yes. I was, like, great i have like a drunk dog now he <laughs> was all over the place and he would poop out wrappers and, and he <coughs>
0: wouldn't matter when he's absolutely loser drunk. Yeah, yeah. You know what? Matt's actually pooped out rappers when he's
3: drunk too. <laughs> Sometimes I just can't get that old Milwaukee box open fast enough.
0: <laughs> hey, thanks for listening to the Chris, Jack, and Matt podcast. If people want to find out more about Jack, where do they got to go?
4: You can go at kissin underscore Jack, J-A-C-K, on Twitter.
0: What about you, Matt? I'm Matt D. Builder on Twitter.